Isaiah 43 verses 18 to 19, the Message Bible. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out, don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. Bible before breakfast. Mildred Kingsley Gungo here. Good morning. We're still talking about dealing with emotions. And this week, we're still going to focus on some negative emotions. Well, not entirely negative, depending on how you see it and how you use it. One of the things I've learned about emotions is it depends on how you see it and how you use it. Take anger, for instance. Anger in itself is not bad. The only problem with anger is what you do when you're angry. And so the Bible says, in your anger, do not sin. So emotions are not altogether bad. In fact, we saw Jesus consistently express his emotions. And one of the things he said to us is, learn from me. See how I do it. So how did Jesus deal with different kinds of emotions? How does the Bible expect us to deal with these emotions? And today we're going to be talking about one other emotion that I know that a lot of us deal with, and that is regret. Regret is an emotion that has somehow found a way to cripple a lot of us. And the Bible is very, very clear on how God expects us to handle with our emotions. So maybe we should start first with what regret is. Regret is usually a feeling of sadness or repentance or when you feel disappointed over something you have done or failed to do. So it could be something that you've done that you regret or something that you failed to do that you regret. And the truth is that we all have something we regret. Maybe something we've said or something we didn't say. Maybe a habit that we've pledged a million times over that we're going to stop. But somehow we find ourselves continuing to do that. We've all made mistakes and perhaps we've said or done something that we possibly want to take back if we could. Unfortunately, a lot of times when we do something or do not do something, we usually can't take it back. An unkind word spoken, a bad habit continued, or resolutions you've made that you've not been able to fulfill. You've consistently told yourself, this year I'm going to do this. And at the end of the year, you regret not taking more accurate steps or coming up with more actionable steps. They were just dreams and wishes written down in your journal or on your phone or mentioned to a few friends. So today, the Bible is telling us very simply how to deal with regret. And I've told you, well, regret is not always a bad thing. However, it can be a bad thing, depending on the motive or the thing that you're regretting. I think that the most important thing here is to ask yourself, why do I regret this and what do I regret? Those are the two key issues that can help us to deal with regret. So let's look at one story that I find very interesting. So let's run all the way back to Genesis 
and this is where God sent angels to tell Lot that he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah after he had had this long conversation and negotiation with Abraham because he thought to himself I can't not destroy a place where Abraham's brother is without first telling Abraham about it can I do this kind of thing and not mention it to my friend Abraham so they had this whole back and forth will you destroy the city if there are 10 men will you destroy the city if there are 5 will you destroy the city it just went back and forth negotiating and then God said you know what let me send an angel to warn Lot and his family and God actually does but when they get to Sodom and Gomorrah in fact it's an, it's an entirely interesting read I think you should read it for yourself so go to Genesis 19 and read the entire chapter it will blow your mind at the level of depravity when they got to the city the men of the city wanted to rape the angels I mean how sick can you guys get anyway long and short of it they decide to destroy the city and so from verse 15 um or maybe we should go a bit let's start from verse 12 so the two men i'm talking about the angels now the two men said to lot do you have anyone else here sons-in-law sons or daughters or anyone else in the city who belongs to you get them out of there because we are going to destroy this place the outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who were pledged to marry his daughters. He said, hurry and get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot saying, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here or you will be swept away with when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives. Don't look back. Don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. So they gave him advice. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please. Your servant has found favor in your eyes and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me and I'll die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to them, very well. I'll grant this request too and I will not overthrow this town you speak of. But flee there quickly because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zohar. By the time Lot reached Zohar, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. And thus he overthrew the cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. In verse 26 is where I'm going. And the Bible says, but. You see, when but is introduced, you need to pay attention. So with all that was going on, God was destroying the land. Um, they gave lots of advice, which of course he didn't take because obviously... Lot never listens. He just always thinks he can judge by the seeing of his eyes. And which was what got him into trouble in the first place. But that's a message for another time. And they advised him, go to the mountains. Then, no, I see this really beautiful small town. Send me there. And then as they're running off and God is destroying the land, the Bible says, but Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. That one line but 
Lot's wife looked back changes everything. I was so shocked that with everything going on, with how terrible everything is, instead of looking forward and running forward, she looked back, most likely in regret, that look at all the things we're leaving behind. Look at my children's husbands to be look at our house look at our property look at everything what is going on she looked back in regret instead of looking forward and the bible says she became a pillar of salt you know it's interesting that the bible still mentions this again jesus is speaking in luke 17 26 it says just as it was in the days of noah so also will it be in the days of the son of man People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up till the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from the heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. Verse 31 says, On that day, no one who is on the housetop with possessions inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. And then Jesus says something profound. He says, remember Lord's wife. So he's saying, on the day when I'm trying to rescue, don't look back. Don't look back in regret and say, oh, look what I left behind. Oh, look. He said, no, remember Lord's wife. Remember how we turned out for her because she looked back. Now, like I said before, regret is not necessarily a bad thing. The question is to ask yourself, why do I regret this and what am I regretting? She shouldn't really be thinking about wanting to go back to that place that she left. God had rescued them. So what possibly could she be regretting? Leaving behind property, leaving behind things? It was the Lord who had blessed them and the Lord could bless them again. So why did she look back? So the question is, this thing that you're regretting why why are you regretting it my question also is can you do anything about it if you can't do anything about it then why regret it now the thing about regret like i said is that it also is not entirely bad because it reflects a tender heart like i said before if we're all honest with ourselves we've all made mistakes at some point or the other we've said something we wish we didn't say or we've you know done something we wish we could take back that's regret but you know it's only a tender heart that can no regret and i think that it's only a very emotionally unhealthy person that says funny things like i have no regrets in this life or just flippantly brushes things off and says you know it doesn't matter it's happened it's happened there's nothing you can do about it now i think that might be you denying a part of your heart that god wants to use so if there's any tenderness in your heart, that's when you feel a certain level of godly sorrow about something that you've done. So rather than just regretting things and saying, oh, I regret that, check to see if this is godly sorrow. Because the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10 that godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation. So usually when you regret the way you've been living, you regret the actions you've taken, then God can cause it to bring repentance out of you and that can lead to God rescuing you. 
because that would mean that you would change the way you're thinking or the way you're acting it will be a total turnaround and that's really what re repentance is so regret in the form of godly sorrow can bring you to the place where you say this thing i'm never going to do it again so it's not just about feeling bad it's not just about feeling sad god is saying it's important that you look forward so like the scripture we read in the beginning which is where i'm going to end again isaiah 43 verse 18 says forget about what's happened don't keep going over old history in fact i read you verse 18 in as many versions and you will see that it's all just as powerful it says forget the former things do not dwell on the past the new living translation says but forget all that it is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. English Standard Version says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. In other words, don't keep going over it. The New American Standard Bible says, Do not call to mind the former things, or ponder things of the past. So don't go over it over and over and over again. The Christian Standard Bible says, do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to things of old. So do not remember the past events. Don't keep going over it, that I wish I could have said this differently. I wish I could have done this differently. I wish I could have handled it better. I wish I could have. Yes, take what you can from it and focus on the, on the things that God wants to do. The Good News Translation says, but the Lord says, do not cling to events of the past or dwell on what happened long ago. God is encouraging us to move beyond what's happened in the past and focus on what he's doing. Like the Message Bible says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. So whatever it is that you've done or that you've said or that you should have done, it's all old history. He says, be alert, be present, live in the now because God is about to do something brand new. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible Before Breakfast with Mildred Kingston Conquan.